and welcome to the Superheroines Etc. podcast. If you've never heard of Superheroines Etc. before, we're a nonprofit organization focused on empowering women to embrace their inner nerd. You can check us out at superheroinesetc.org. And we also encourage you to go back and listen to all of our previous podcasts. Hi, I'm Carolyn No. I am president of Superheroines Etc. Hi, I am Fox Smith. I am a Veep of Superheroines Etc. as well as illustrator, performer, all-around fun lady. And I am Sarah Pritchard. I'm an event host for Superheroines Etc. And today we are joined by the co-founders and co-presidents of the Webster Groves High School Feminist Coalition. The Feminist Coalition was founded this past spring. They are a chapter of NOW, the National Organization for Women. And when they founded their club last year, they faced some pretty intense backlash from both the administration at Webster Groves High School as well as the students in the class, um, including group chats, including rape threats. Um, And it's been a really eye-opening experience for the school and the community around the school. And the wonderful women here with us today have Uh, accomplished some pretty amazing things, including getting gender discrimination classes instituted school-wide at Webster Groves, and also succeeding in changing the dress code policy at the school to be less sexist. So if you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, we'll get started. Hi, my name is Becca Perman. My name is Annie Bryan. My name is Gianna Metzger. I'm Jenny Perkowski. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, let's get rolling. <laughs> All right, well, why, don't, why don't you guys go ahead and just tell us a little bit about how you got started and why you got started. We, the four of us, were really interested in feminism just in our spare time. We had done a lot of research and gotten interested in it, and uh, we decided to bring it to our school to get in touch with other feminists. Um, so that's basically why we started our club, so we could... Um, So we noticed some sort of like sexual harassment problems in our school, just mild, and so we wanted to, we wanted to maybe like educate people better on gender equality and how to treat one another and respect the other genders. And so yeah, that's pretty much why we started it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys I know had faced some backlash with that as well. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? We began like starting the club and getting our petition to get enough signatures in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. March of last year. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. school year before this one. So we got all the signatures and stuff, and once we started putting up posters and, like, advertising our club is when we started getting backlash. So Mm -hmm. our posters would get, like, ripped down or, like... Defaced. Defaced, like, vulgar lyrics would be, like, put Mm -hmm. on it, ripped in half, stuff like that. When we were trying to found the club, actually, we gave the activities director our list of signatures and he said we don't need this at our school and basically laughed in our faces Um, that's the activities director from the school yes Yes. so this is a school employee that yes yeah Yeah. and he he helped new clubs start and so when we presented it to him he was like we do do, really we really need this and because of your response yes that's why we do need this (laughs) in our school He gave us a good five-minute lecture on why we shouldn't use the word feminist in the name of the club. Wow. We just had to sit there and listen to him talk about why we shouldn't say that, and we were really... Yeah, like an employee who's supposed to encourage us to like be active in our school is shooting down our ideas and telling us that what we're doing is like wrong or stupid or unneeded. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to go through any additional steps to get the club founded, or did he go ahead and, and approve the club? We had to present to our student council the club idea, and we had to get a sponsor, a teacher, to mm-hmm. um, 
help us start it. But we did that. Yeah. So we yeah. did it all in like a day or two. So mm-hmm. people really wanted it, which was good. Yeah. Our sponsor is Miss Moore, who's she teaches honors U.S. studies at our school, and mm-hmm. Jenny and I had taken her class, so we knew her very well. We knew she was a very prominent feminist at her school, so she was just like an obvious pick to like ask as our sponsor, and she like happily agreed. So it was really awesome to just have a sponsor so quickly and immediately have that support. So, question regarding that. Did you talk to her about the reception you'd gotten with this other school administrator? We did talk to her mm-hmm. about it. She's been obviously very supportive of us, and we had like meetings over the summer with her and like talking about different stuff that's happened. Mm-hmm. He has a bad rep at our school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do not like him. So, it wasn't really a surprise. No. Yeah. <laughs> People we told were just like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Makes yeah. sense, though. Mm. Yeah. Do you guys have, like, a mission statement for your group? Yes. Or, or just an <laughs> overall idea of what you want to work on? You're working specifically with students, or you're also working to sort of change the hearts and minds of administrators like the one you, you came up against? The goal of our club is to just create activism in our school and educate. And that's really, like, our two main focuses. So bad Mm -hmm. things don't happen and sexist comments don't appear in, like, the school hallways Mm -hmm. or anywhere. And we want our teachers to realize that if you're a feminist, it doesn't mean you have to be a girl and Mm -hmm. just really spread the definition. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. our main goal right now is education just because we're in the really early stages of our club. So down the road, we love to, you know, educate parents from the district and... Mm -hmm stuff like that, but right now I think we're focusing on the problems within our school before we can expand to bigger issues. Yeah. But it definitely applies to both students and teachers. Yeah. Like, a lot of teachers need to, like, get a lesson on what the (laughs) word means and, like, how to act around students. In this past week and this coming week, the administrators are going around and talking to each class about, was it sexual harassment? Was Mm -hmm. that the basis? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because there were problems last year. Um, There's this thing in our school called Senior Wars, which is basically um, when the seniors graduate, all the juniors split up into boys versus girls, and they sort of prank each other's houses. And it's usually not a very big deal. (laughs) But um, in this boys group message, there were screenshots of things that the boys had said about raping girls and someone told us that we were targets because we started the the feminist coalition and so the administrators got a hold of those rape comments and it was taken we were really happy of how seriously it was taken they were Mm -hmm. suspended and it was they had to take a class on sensitivity i think yeah yeah, sensitivity So I think that's part of the reason why they're going around and talking about sexual harassment because of that issue that happened last year. So part of the founding of the club, part of the backlash was this this group conversation with the mm-hmm. rape jokes, or would you say that they were rape threats? Sort of a mixture, definitely. Um, luckily, nothing actually happened, but it was still like scary hearing that and mm-hmm. hearing that people actually thought about rape legitimately. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You like to think that like your classmates wouldn't be capable of saying something like that or doing something like that, but in the way that they were saying it and the way they were all responding to it made it seem very real and very scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You received. Oh yeah, <laughs> I received a um, Oscar Mayer like wiener sausage carton or like they're like encased. You know what I mean, like the little tube <laughs> yeah. wrapped in like a condom put on my front porch. Wow. And, like. 
my I, it freaked me out and my parents got really freaked out and they like took it as a rape threat especially with all the stuff that was going on so we got like cameras and we told the cops about it has have the pranks in the past ever gotten out of hand like this like I have a neighbor and they've had their house TP as part of some of these pranks mm-hmm. I feel like the founding of your group has really stirred up something in the school and if you want to expand on that I would definitely say it did. In past years, the worst, and it's pretty bad, but people would just get like sprayed with gross like liquids on senior wars, mm-hmm. but this escalated it to a totally different level. Yeah, there had never been rape threats before. As far yeah. as we know. Yeah, I mean, as, as somebody who attended many moons ago, <laughs> I remember for senior wars, and granted, I wasn't part of a super rowdy group of people or anything, <laughs> but people just like TP'd each other's houses, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think maybe threw water balloons or eggs or something, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just kind of your classic stupid <clears throat> pranks. Well, and there's a pretty clear difference between TPing somebody's house and making an online group chat about rape comments about specific people. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty clear distinction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Teeping is generally seen, I think, as a harmless kind of... Although, as a homeowner now, I would definitely say it's, it's, <laughs> it would be really obnoxious. But, but it's definitely not something that mentally gets in there and like mm-hmm. really feels that threatening. Mm-hmm. So I guess along that line, talk about maybe how has this affected your class and the, the other women in the class who maybe weren't part of your group originally or the founding of the group? Well, it started, a lot of the boys who got in trouble for the rape comments, um, they're friends with a lot of girls, and initially those girls, I think, went to their side to defend them, like, oh, they didn't actually mean it, but I think once those boys got in trouble, it sort of brought a legitimacy to our club. We took the steps to, to show the administrators what had happened, and, you know, it wasn't just a joke to them anymore, like, we were serious about what we were doing, and... You know, if stuff like this happens, like, we're going to tell the administrators. I agree. I I think the way we handled it and the way the administration handled it made a lot of girls seem our club was, like, a safe place where they could take Mm -hmm. concerns that they had about things that happened to them in the hallway or things that happened outside of school and, like, actual action would be taken against it. So have you seen an increased membership and how many people are coming to your club meetings? Yeah, for sure. Last year we had one club meeting and around 40 people came. And for our first club meeting this year we had 70. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I, I had talked to people the follow like the, it was in the morning, so like throughout the day, and they were like, oh, we just slept in or something. So mm-hmm. we would have had more. So once we put up posters, there will probably be more than that. And I don't think the classroom that we're hosting it in is actually large enough to hold everybody. So I have to find like a different location, mm-hmm. which, which is just awesome. awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think you were saying before the podcast that your club now has the largest membership of the mm-hmm. entire school. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's very exciting. What plans do you have for the upcoming year? What do you think you'll be doing? Right now we're trying to set up our speaker series. Uh, We have to work with the administration a little bit on this, on hosting it after school, because I I wouldn't want to ask anybody to come in at 7.20 to Webster Groves High School to talk (laughs) to a bunch of teenagers. So we're trying to find a location that we can use after school and have maybe if we get it set up like a bi-monthly or like monthly speaker who would come in and talk to us. Um, like different issues that they've exper- experienced or different things that they know about. So we have around like two people right now that we're like considering asking. And there is a boy student at SLU who is starting a gender equality club, which mm-hmm. is sort of like the coalition. So he's been in contact with us on like trying to figure out how to start up his club and what he should do. So mm-hmm. we met with him on um, different things that have happened. And he's been talking to us about like the backlash that he's gotten. And so we're going to try mm-hmm. to 
maybe do something with their Slew for Gender Equality Club, which would be really awesome and get like different schools involved. Also, major props to him for being a guy <laughs> and starting up like a feminist group. That's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. very impressive. And an all boys school. Yeah. School, yeah. And yeah. this is St. Louis mm-hmm. University High School. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just for clarification. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of which, do you find that you have male allies on campus who have been part of your group? We do. Definitely. It's definitely less than half. But um, <laughs> there's been a lot of support from our friends and people that we haven't really talked to, but they're guys and they are agreeing with us and mm-hmm. it's cool. Mm-hmm. cool. That's great. So are there like um, guys in your that come to your meetings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And even some of the guys who don't go to our meetings, like my brother was texting me last night. He's a sophomore. He was texting me last night about the coalition, so I was explaining it to him, and he hadn't gone before, and he didn't really know anything about it. And he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> so I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I know that there had been some, you know, we had talked about the backlash, but I think that I'm correct in saying that there were some administrative responses in terms of instituting some classes about mm-hmm. gender discrimination. Do you want to talk about what the process was with that? Um, we definitely opened their eyes and they realized that they need to start talking about like gender discrimination. So they are going to like go around younger schools in our district and talk about gender equality and they're going around every single class in our school and talking about it before we can like put up our posters. They want to make sure like everyone realizes that they don't tolerate that anymore. <laughs> That's fantastic. So that sounds like that was a direct result mm-hmm. of yeah. the founding yes. of your club and the yeah. backlash you faced. Also, uh, we got the dress code to change last yeah. year. Yeah. There, there had been a problem with um, male teachers calling out girls for wearing tank tops and having too short <laughs> skirts. Like, I had experienced that myself. The rule was that your tank top had to be three finger lengths wide on the arm, but that's all changed now. Mm-hmm. The language in the dress code was sort of, like, female-driven. It was, like, no short skirts, no tank tops, and so we got it to be gender-neutral language, too. There was a senior last year who organized the participation of hashtag I'm not a distraction day, Mm. which was, well, it was a girl from Ohio? Yes. And there was a female student in a different state other than Missouri who had worn a feminist t-shirt in her school picture. Yeah, and they they blurted out and it became a huge Mm -hmm. national problem. So we wanted to participate in, like, addressing how dress code is so anti- women and stuff like that so we helped organize that and on May 1st yes it's Gianna's birthday <laughs> we um we advertised that anyone who was interested and anyone who was passionate about dress code sexism would wear all black and write hashtag I'm not a distraction if they were a woman or hashtag I'm not distraction if they identify as a man or anything similar if they don't identify as So what was the reaction like on on campus? Did a lot of people participate? How did the administrative response shake out? A lot of people participated and and, but then a lot of girls were called out for being like sluts for wearing what they were wearing. There was Mm -hmm. another group message that was like, oh this girl's dressed like a slut, she looks like a whore, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And And they were called out by other students. Yeah, male students. How does that happen? Like, um, because when I was in school, that was we. I was on AIM a lot. You know, <laughs> yeah. That was like after school. So tell me about like, is this happening? Do you come, become aware of this like during class when you're going about your day? Yeah, there's like because you can text at our school. Like the phone policy is pretty like liberal, so you can just text whenever you want. So boys are constantly or girls, I guess, but boys in this case were 
looking on Instagram, seeing girls' posts of them in their I'm not a distraction outfits and being like, oh, this girl, have you seen her Instagram? She looks like this or this. Mm. So, How do you think the administration is doing with handling some of these um, social media or outside of the parameters of school situations? So they might be texting in this group chat. Administrators don't necessarily have access to that. Mm-hmm. How do you think that they're going to be able to deal with that or what have they already done? Well, with the group chats, we showed miss moore one of the instances of like sex of like sexism within the group chat we showed her and that's sort of how administration got involved i don't know mm-hmm. how they figure out otherwise like different stuff that's happening mm-hmm. that's the only instance that like we've been involved in yeah i'm just sneaky i don't know how they know about it but they yeah. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so do you become aware of, like with the group chats i'm assuming those are private text chats mm-hmm. do you become aware of it because somebody in the chat like sends it to you yes. yeah yes. is that and then- they like, call them like snitches. Like someone told these other group about this, and it's like, well, this is this needs to be out there. Like okay. this is serious. So yeah. when when they share that with you, is that like a supportive thing to you, or is it ha ha ha? This is what we're talking about behind your back. Usually supportive. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have ideas, being students who are experiencing this, how would be the best way to address it? I mean, you know, as we're talking about, the administration doesn't even know that it's happening. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on on how to deal with that kind of thing when it's happening so privately, but also so intertwined with your daily experience of school? I don't want to be the one to say this, but (laughs) we should just not be allowed to be on our phones like that at school, I think. Yeah, because I don't think there's really any other good way to solve the problem. There can't be people who who monitor chats, so I think a no-phone policy would be the best way. I can't believe I'm a teenager saying that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that would be the most, like, foolproof way to deal with the issue. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, I'm really surprised, too. When I was in school, there definitely was not an open phone policy. (laughs) But simultaneously, there wasn't really a dress code, either. I Mm -hmm. mean, you couldn't show up naked, you know. But, but, I mean, I remember being in high school and just, like, string tank tops and stuff, and no one really cared. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting that as time progresses, that's becoming more of a... That's interesting. At my high school, I didn't go to school in St. Louis, but my high school, there was definitely policies about, like, don't wear spaghetti straps, don't wear Mm -hmm. skirts. That are too yeah. short <laughs> because shoulders are really distracting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's strange too that just like you personally, I would associate that with something from maybe like the fifties, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And it's strange that 11, 12 years ago it was more relaxed on that than it is now. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, you said, um, you know, you did this action with people writing the hashtags on their arms, and you got a lot of backlash from the boys in the class. What about the administrative response? How did you get that changed, Donna, on the administrative level? Pretty immediately after that, there was a meeting some in the morning, in like early May, and so myself and a few other female students, we had a meeting with the administration, and we talked about the dress code and how it was pretty negatively based towards women. And so they set up a summer meeting in which they would choose uh, a diverse group of students and staff to talk about the dress code and get it changed. So early June, they had a bunch of students and faculty go in and they talked about the dress code and what was sexist about it and what was okay and what was not. And so by the time the school year rolled around, it's completely different now. Mm -hmm. All the terminology is very vague. Um, You can't call the students out for their dress code in class. You would have to talk to them Mm. privately about that, which is a huge success Mm -hmm. and probably one of the largest ones we've had so far, which is awesome. 
Yeah, it sounds like that could be sort of a, a shaming thing if that's happening mm-hmm. in front of yeah. the whole class. Yeah. Especially when it's coming from someone that's an older male talking mm-hmm. to someone that's under 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're calling you out for how you're dressed. Yeah. Did that happen true. frequently? Have you guys experienced that? I, I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's great to hear that the administration seems to be really taking to heart what you guys mm-hmm. are doing and kind of the movements you guys are involved in. Yeah. Um, how do you feel when you see kind of news stories and different things on social media about different schools and other places like the one in, I don't remember if you said it was Ohio or Oklahoma, where there was another dress code with the feminism being blurred out. And there's been many other instances. I saw one of a girl who wore this dress to prom who they said it was too distracting. And there was a picture post of the dress. It was very not revealing in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Or even um, there's a new story going on currently, which I don't remember where it is, I apologize, but there was a boy who was being charges pressed for having raped a freshman under, I guess, the guise of this senior tradition that they had going on. Does that influence the way you guys approach things at your school or what you want to talk about in the club? It's definitely proved an impetus of different things that we have to talk about. Like the meeting that we're having, not this coming week, but the next week will be on like the history of feminism and trying to get people really interested in like now and what we're doing and what we're interested in, different issues that we're going to talk about and try to be active and like empower feminism. Yeah, but I think as the club goes on and we have more meetings, that will definitely be something we will do is talk about current issues and how if we have the same problem at our school or what we can do to keep that from happening at our school. So yeah, that's something we'll definitely focus on in the future. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have advice for other schools experiencing similar problems, but with an administration that is less open to change? I would say our administration definitely, I think, had a reputation for not being the most helpful. Yeah. So I think we we bugged them a lot, I think. <laughs> so, so they finally realized, like, wow, these kids are really serious about what they're doing we should take this seriously, and then with all the issues that came from it, they were like, well, this, like, needs to be addressed, so I guess our advice would be to just keep trying to get them to realize that what you're doing is important, and that... Legitimate. Yeah. I think kind of uh, tagging on to that, so uh, Fox and I both live in the community. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you think the community could do to support this? How do you think that they could become aware and especially being taxpayers, um, <laughs> how can we talk to the administration at the school if we feel passionately about this as well? Does the school have meetings? Um, are these things that you think will show up in like the elections and things like that? I know there's a school district meeting coming up in within the month. It's on it's on like our board outside of our school. I'm not sure when it is, but I think it's open to community members to come in and talk about issues with the schools that they have. Have you guys considered, if something came up that the administration was not willing to work with you guys on, have you considered having an open to the community meeting where Mm -hmm. you bring people in and everyone has an opportunity to kind of hear what's going on and really become involved? I know I was very passionate about trying to get different members of the community involved, Mm -hmm. maybe having like guest speakers or like presenting our club to the community because there's been a lot of talk about it on like Facebook within the parents of our community. There's like a Doug G community connect, which is where like all the parents and like different kids throughout the community talk about traffic or a lot of the times it's about things that are going on. There was a very popular post last year with the hashtag I'm not a distraction day of, and different moms, older women or whoever just like talking and discussing and debating like dress code, sexism, feminism, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I know we really want to try to get the community involved and to get Mm -hmm. very supportive of us. 
So we're, we're having a fundraiser October 3rd, which is where we really want to get people other than just students. October 3rd, um, Gateway Pets is giving us puppies, and we're going to Eden Seminary on the field, and we're going to do like five minutes, five dollars, puppy time. Um, <laughs> it's called Dog Days with Webster Gross Feminist Coalition. And all the money is going to Lydia's house, um, which is the abuse center and for children and their mothers. Mm -hmm. So that's on October 3rd at Eden Seminary? Yes. Yeah. What time? From 1, 1 to 3. Yeah, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Okay, and you just get to hang out with the puppies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, you should go. That sounds awesome. <laughs> sure. Are, are people in the community able to go with their own dogs? Um, we're figuring that out now, seeing <laughs> if anyone's going to, and dogs are going to bite other dogs right. or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fair concern. Um, that'll be a consideration. Yeah. <laughs> so have you found, um, I guess through all of the internet and technology, have, what have you found has been kind of the flavor of thought from students' parents and things like that on kind of the work that you guys are doing? We've gotten a lot of love for it. Like, <laughs> people are really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. um, there has been instances where moms have messaged my mom on Facebook and been like, this isn't right, you shouldn't be doing this. And my mom has to be like, what are you saying to me? This is my daughter. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's really back and forth. It's mm -hmm. a little bit of both. Most of the opposition is from mothers of boys who mm -hmm. go to our school. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly just trying to defend their actions when mm -hmm. their actions are not defendable at all. <laughs> are you seeing involvement from dads at all? Yeah, we have on our Instagram, WG Feminist, I see a lot of dads like following us on Feminist <laughs> okay. Coalition that are like dads of girls from our school. That's okay. really great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad's very supportive of the club. Even though he doesn't know a lot about feminism or anything mm -hmm. that we're really doing, he does like support me and I think that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Speaking of that, I guess I'm wondering about the boys who are involved in the harassment that you're mm -hmm. experiencing. Have you seen any sort of changing of their minds happening? Any kind of remorse? What has been happening on their side, do you think? I know a couple that I don't think had any remorse for what they did. They like still talked mm -hmm. bad about us. Ones who like, I wouldn't say were my friends, but like one that I like was in class with and like conversed with and were, I was very disappointed in him after this came out, like wouldn't talk to me. Mm -hmm. And during um, senior wars, our houses were targeted by these boys and I just don't think that they really like us or support mm -hmm. us. Yeah, I think that they realized that before when our club was new, I think that they thought that they could take punches at it mm -hmm. and like that they would get away with it, but now I think everyone respects us, and even if they don't agree, then I don't think that they'll take action against us, like, with what happened last year. Mm -hmm. We're very serious about, like, protecting our club and the people in our club and making sure that it is, like, a safe place and that we do try to empower feminism throughout, like, Webster Groves High School and the community. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if there's anyone against that, we're going to try to, like, stop that and... <laughs> And unfortunately, we started this senior year, so we, don't, we only have such amount of time to really, like, make change. Make change. Yeah. Gotta develop the, yeah. the younger leadership. Yeah. yeah, we've definitely been thinking about that, like, mm -hmm. who is going to be the next us, <laughs> <laughs> and how leadership roles are going to change, and if we're going to have, like, different presidents and, like, a treasurer or, like, a historian mm -hmm. and different other positions of leadership throughout the club <laughs> and stuff. I'm so interested that you say that about having a historian because I find that, like in my college, for example, there were various um, student-based activism that was happening um, to push back against administration. And I went back and visited for my five-year reunion, and it felt like there had just been such a loss of 
institutional memory in the student body of knowing what had happened only just five years ago Mm -hmm. because all those people had graduated. So I think your idea of having a historian for the club is um, really forward-thinking. It's a great idea. So we'll try to get that set up. Yeah, we're definitely focused right now on having underclassmen come. And we've been really, really surprised at how interested the underclassmen are with Mm -hmm. feminism and our club. So, So we think we have... We have a good amount of people who will continue what we're doing, mm-hmm. which is nice. Do you see any of the, um, you said there are some guys that are involved in your group or guys that are just supportive without necessarily coming to meetings. Mm-hmm. Do you see any action from them speaking back to the guys who are being aggressive? Or maybe you don't know that that's happening. I don't know if that, that happens when y'all are around. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen any like I don't know, butting of heads between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I know my brother was talking to some of his friends last night about the coalition, and I'd like to assume he was <laughs> defending the coalition, but yeah, I wasn't necessarily there. We'd hope yeah. that there'd be support. Yeah, I think a lot of boys are initially turned off because, you know, feminism has the root word feminine, and they just, they don't realize, they think it's women trying to, you know, take over and, like, rule the world when it's just gender equality. And so I think once boys, like, take the step to learn what it is, then they're like, oh, that's what it is, then, yeah, I'm a feminist, but a lot of boys don't want to take that step, Mm -hmm. so they just assume that it's something that only women can do. Where can people find you out in the world if they want to follow your activities? You can follow us on <laughs> WG Feminist for Instagram. The yeah. letter W, the letter G, <laughs> and then Feminist on Instagram, and it's the same tag name on Twitter. And then we have a Tumblr, uh, WGHSFC. Thattumblr.com. Mm-hmm. And our Facebook mm-hmm. is WG and then Feminist Coalition. Yeah. You can like Just follow the page. Friend us. Friend us. You guys are making me feel so old. (laughs) And I guess, would you have any suggestions for anyone who may be listening who wants to start their own club in their own school? Just do it. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Yeah, it it was something we had talked about for a little while before we started it. And we didn't know, you know, if we would have support or if anyone would come. And so we did it. And the response that we've had has been amazing and we're so happy that we took the chance and did it because Mm -hmm. it has definitely changed our lives and we hope to change other people's lives too so Mm -hmm. I would just say go for it yeah it doesn't matter if half the school thinks you're crazy for being a feminist like yeah just do it anyway (laughs) yeah even if they do think you're crazy it is sort of proving that it is necessary Mm -hmm. that we do need to change Mm -hmm. people's minds and empower feminism and women's equality and sexual equality and gender equality and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so, if you're passionate about it, I definitely recommend getting something started, doing what you can to help people. Yeah, yeah well, I've got to say, I just have huge admiration. I remember when I was kind of high school age, it wasn't even really on my radar, <laughs> you know, until I became much older and kind of my eyes were open to a lot of different things that I started hearing from people and seeing happen around me. Being able to put yourself in a place where you're really opening your eyes to a lot of these things going on in the world, I think, is very commendable. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think we're all super impressed with you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes, it's thank been, you so much. so much fun. We were so yeah. excited to come in and be part of a podcast and advertise yeah. our club and stuff. So this has been awesome. Thank Great you so experience. Much. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well thank, thank you so much. Thank you as well. Of course. Fox, you want to sign us off? Thank you for joining us uh, for this She Podcast. And then stay tuned for next month when we're going to have more fascinating and interesting topics to bring your way. Uh, check us out online at superheronsetc.org. 
and we have a Facebook, Twitter, all over the place, so check us out. Thanks so much.